Welcome to On Texas Football. We have a special guest joining us today, Cedric Griffin, uh, lifetime Longhorn, uh, former, na or not former, national champion uh, uh, of the 2005 team, cornerback, uh, and uh, longtime NFL player, seven years in the NFL, second round pick of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, now he is living out in Lago Vista. You see him there in his nice little porch, uh, getting ready <laughs> for the day. Uh, he's visiting with us this morning. Cedric, welcome in, bud. Man, Bobby, I appreciate y'all having me on. And uh, it's a pleasure to get, get back on screen a little bit and talk some football with you, man. Appreciate well, you. Well, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you, you know, it's it's one of those things where um, I feel like a, a lot of us grew up together that I, I covered you guys and then you guys went on and became men, you know, <laughs> and successful people uh, both on the football field and off. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing these days, Cedric, there in Laga Vista. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm just kind of, like, like you said earlier, man, I'm out here kind of living the dream, to be honest with you. Uh, very nice city out here, country, lakeside, uh, trees, grass. Um, I got I got some sons out here that's, that's, that's playing high school ball out here in Lago Vista. Um, my oldest boy, Sway, just competed in um, the UIL track meet and, and placed fourth overall at, in, uh, in the 4A division um, for, for track. Got, got a new, uh, new school record. Um, I got I got a middle son. He's 15. He's a freshman try, trying to get on varsity now. Um, I, I got a, a youth AAU track club out here called North Shore Stars. So I'm really just kind of just staying out the way, uh, staying busy with sports and, and trying to develop some kids. Oh, that's awesome, Cedric. That's great to hear because I think people love it when um, guys like yourself who've been successful. Not many people remember you were a good track guy yourself yes, in sir. high school mm -hmm. in the hurdles uh, in particular. Um, but uh, you, you've you, you've gotten into it and stayed in it uh, now in a, a role where you're more of a mentor, uh, you right, know, and I think it. that's that's a that's giving back part of what you got. You know what right. I mean? Yep. Um, and so that's that's just tremendous. Um, Sway, you said finished fourth in the hurdles. Yes, uh, sir. You know, while you were at the state track meet, one of the reasons we, we reconnected is you had said something in a tweet about Jelani McDonald, mm -hmm. uh, the uh, young man out of Waco Connolly. You'd seen him that's a couple right. different track meets in a row. And you like the and, 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 and I tried to explain to people when when people like Cedric Griffin or Quandre Diggs or or Rod Babers or somebody that's seen it, you know, right. you see other guys, you, you have a sense for those guys and what what it means, whether it's because they take their job seriously, they're ready to go to work. What was it that you made you made a positive comment on Jelani McDonald? What was it that you saw that were like, eh, I think this guy's got a chance? Well, I it was I, I first noticed him at a, at the regional meet, um, and I think I was just sitting, kind of just watching the meet, and I think he passed right by me. And I I don't know him personally, but I've seen him online, and I've seen his recruitments and stuff like that. But I just seen him walking past me, and he stopped, and I think he was talking to one of his teammates or, or his parents. Um, but the like his, the words that's come out of his mouth, uh, his conversation, um, he's very articulate. Um, and I can tell that he's smart. I can tell that he's determined. And um, he's a big guy, you know, uh, and he's super athletic. And I just seen his presence. Um, and I and I knew that, you know, he can, he can be something just because of the way he was talking, the way he was acting, and the way he was just walking around. Um, just very nonchalant. Um, and his demeanor was just so cool, man. I, I love athletes who are just, you know, they know who they are, but at the same time, they're not showing off or they're, or they're not, you know, uh, beaming with, 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 with arrogance. And that was that guy, like, all day long. And then, again, I seen him at the state meet. And um, what really caught my eyes is I, I'm i not sure, but I think that man scratched either, like, three times or two times. 
And on this like on, on his like his last time to get into like the um the finals, I seen him just walk off and just start doing some extra like leg swings on the fence, some some lunges. He started doing stretching. He was hitting his leg on, on, on his, I mean, he was hitting his hand on the side. He was just getting in the zone. And I and I know that from a, being an athlete, I know what it takes to kind of get in that zone and, and get that mental right. And I just seen him lock in. And then he came back and jumped and jumped to 47. And I was like, man, that's that guy right there. And and I, that's like just in my head. I just sat and watched the triple jump. And I like, I'm going to watch him in Texas for, uh, football because I haven't really watched Texas football in a long time just because, um, you know, well, it's, you know, I I reserve those statements for now. But um, he 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 just was impressive, uh, and and I'm I'm gonna be glad to kind of watch him um, in in his career at Texas for sure. Well, you're busy raising five kids. You you mm-hmm. get <laughs> you you and yours get all kinds of uh, uh, opportunities to to do that. And and I I would say this, Cedric, uh, I want to take you back a little bit and go from go from there. 2005. Uh, one of the one you. you Early in your career, played very early, right? Yes, you actually started, I think, some games as either a freshman or a true sophomore. Freshman. Yeah, yeah freshman. 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 Yeah. And I remember the OU game. I think it was Mark Clayton. Man, he yeah. he, yeah. he took you to the cleaners early, right? Mm-hmm. But then you came back. And what I think you're describing a little bit with Jelani McDonald is, hey, you got to be a man about it, right? Yeah. You got to grow through things. You're going to have adversity early. But it's important mm-hmm. to come back and push through later, right? No, and no you question. end up being on the national championship team, uh, drafted in the second round. A lot of people talk about uh, uh, what was it? Uh, a lot of people talk about uh, Michael Griffin's interception in that national championship game. Yeah, exactly. But in, in talking to Steve Sarkeesian personally one time, he described he goes, "The first time I, I noticed it actually was when we threw a, a, a route to our fullback that had been open all year long." And somebody comes out of nowhere and just decapitates our fullback and knocks him out of the game. Yeah, and yeah. Sark was actually talking. That's you. You knocked yeah, a, a yeah. guy named David Kirkman out of the game. And that physicality uh, that yeah, you guys yeah. played with. Uh, so a lot of people don't realize that 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 it's not just uh, add water instant player. It takes time yeah. and experience uh, going there and, and doing these sorts of things. And that's not just you that was able to do that. That was a number of players. On yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, that were very talented, end up drafted, and all this other stuff. Uh, but y'all were a complete team. Uh, that's what the Longhorns are currently aspiring to because they're starting to get that talent level back up there. Mm-hmm. They're not all the way there yeah. yet, I don't think. Uh, but they're starting to, to do some things. My question for you is, what was the mentality of that team? Uh, I've, I've heard a lot of, of you guys talk about it. Uh, were y'all just locked in the whole year, basically? You That big – the big hit you had in the Ohio State game to knock free that that uh, touchdown from the tight end. I mean that that was a big play too. Right. What are your were y'all just well, locked in all year? It, it it started that year. I mean, and, and then honestly, I mean, I tell the story to you know to, to people that I talk to all the time. It, it it started in the summertime. I can remember like you know Vince uh, Huff, uh, some of our linebackers, some of our D linemen. Right. They just we we took it upon ourselves to go and do seven on seven tournaments, you know, in college, you know, with Texas State and with, with other schools. And we, we went down there to, um, to San Marcos. They came up to Austin and we practiced on our own. I mean, we, we took it upon ourselves to become leaders uh, of that program and, you know, really of that school. And 
I believe that that's what has to happen. Like you have to have a couple people from the secondary, the D line, the, you know, the offensive side, the running backs, the quarterbacks. That we just got, y'all just got to come together, and y'all got to y'all got to make that team yours. If not the coaches, I mean, they're just giving you the play calls, right? They're just they're just giving you the scheme, but you got to actually put that work in in the summertime, right? In that springtime, and come together and play. So being locked in, yes, we were locked in. We we got motivation from our coaches, and I would have to say, you know, it, it's. You know, I always go back to Dwayne Nakina because, you know, he always had the statement of saying, hey, you think you arrived. Like, he always told us that that we have not arrived. And once you start thinking that you arrived, then you become stagnant, you become stale, you become, you know, nothing. You know, people start to kind of get a beam on you. So um, that statement in my head stays in there. And Coach Dwayne Nakina had an influence on all the players because he was a, he was a special team coach as well. So he talked to the pump team, the, the kickoff team, the pump return team, and all those players were starters on defense, on offense. And we had the mentality to go in and just fly around, like with our head on fire and just knock folks out and get balls out and run touchdowns. So it definitely was a mentality. Um, we were definitely locked in. We knew we had the talent, but we had to put it together as players, not the coaches. The coaches gave us advice, but then we went out there on our own and just put it down. Got it. I, well, it's certainly a magical season for the Longhorns. You and uh, your secondary teammates were a huge part of it. I mean, look, y'all were just loaded. I mean, Aaron Ross sat the bench <laughs> and ended up winning right. the Thorpe the next and year. Ran in, and ran in the Thorpe. Think about that. <laughs> um, Think about that. I, uh, I want to take you back mm -hmm. to your own recruitment. Um, you know, I, I try to remember your recruitment. You were locked in pretty early to Texas. Who were you? Yep. Who else were you looking at at that time? And what made your final decision? Man, I, I was locked in. I, well, not locked in, but OU came in late after Texas. Uh, Nebraska was in there. Washington was really, really high on my list. I have no idea why, but uh, I just – and I don't – I mean, me me being in the house, I tell my sons all the time, like, I had no idea about college football, and I, and I honestly really didn't. I was playing football because I love to play football, and I was really good at it, and, and people thought I was good at it. So the only reason why I was playing football is then I got recruited my junior, senior year, um, and then I started getting these letters. So, um, but what made me go to Texas is, um, you know, I, I went on my official visit in, uh, in coach, uh, Brown office. <laughs> um, I think he offered me on the spot and, uh, he said, Hey, he said, well, Cedric, this is like a marriage, you know, uh, once you get one, once, once you commit to me, we're stuck together and, and there's no divorce. Like we're, 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 we're together and there's no pulling apart from this. And once, once he said that, you know, I, you know, my mom was never married, so I never really had an idea about marriage, but I knew what marriage was, and I knew it was a commitment. And uh, when he made that statement, I was like, man, this, this man must be really serious about me. So, like, I'm going to go ahead and take that to the bank. I'm going to go back to Holmes uh, High School and let the people know that I'm, I'm committed to Texas because I did know Texas was one, one of the highlights of, 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 of college football. And I, I seen Ricky Williams there. I knew Wayne McGarrity from San Antonio. I played with his brother. He was there. Uh, I, I knew I knew a Quentin Jammer, and I soon came to find out about Rob Baber. So, like, I knew they had talent, and I wanted to go where the talent was because I always knew that competition made, made me better, and I, I wasn't shy about, you know, getting better in, in, in front of people. You mentioned that the San Antonio Holmes also produced guys like the Cash Twins, Johnny yeah, right. Walker. So it, it, there was a history a little bit there at, at, at San Antonio Holmes. Uh, the transition um, from high school to college – and college to pro for you. Describe mm -hmm. physically what it meant for you and, and where you had to get on both of those planes. 
I'm gonna tell you the same story I tell everybody, man. When I when I was coming out, it it did not change for me, and uh, I'm being you know just 100 percent honest with you. Um, I honestly feel like when I went into Texas, and even in high school, man, I, our high school team was loaded with like just physical guys. Like I was, I mean, to this day, like I'm still in my head about people always calling me small and skinny in school because. I mean, I'm I'm a six one six two guy. I mean, I'm, I'm right now I'm 190 pounds, but I was like 175 in school. But there was other DBs that was bigger than me. There was receivers that was bigger than me. Our offensive line was all 6'3", 6'4", 280 pounds. Running backs was five ten, five eleven, two hundred twenty pounds. So I've always played with bigger people, and I've always been around bigger people. And even when I went to college, I mean, Leonard Davis. I mean, like the guys were just huge. War Williams, B.J. Johnson. Long Thomas, I mean, like Quentin. We always, I've always been around big people, fast people, strong people, competitive people. So when I went to the league, I didn't, I, I'm no lie, I didn't see any difference to speed, any difference to strength, and I just fit in because I was accustomed to it already. And um, I didn't, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't see any difference in speed. And I can't say that for everybody else, but for me, going to Texas and playing at homes, it was kind of the same for me, honestly. Is is that, you know, let me ask you this, because I think it's an interesting thing. Is that one of the benefits of going to a school like Texas when they're on top like that, that no you question. you don't have? Like, like, did you see other people join the Vikings mm-hmm. that didn't have the benefit of that? That if they would have, they may have made a mark a little sooner mm-hmm. or got yes, a little bit better. Sure. For sure. I, I think. If you're always the big dog going into a college and, and 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 you're the biggest, you're the fastest, you're the strongest, in my opinion, right, you're not you're not getting better unless you just have a hell of a coach that is really, really developing you. But like I was like I said in the beginning, the coaches are not really gonna make you better. The coaches are gonna give you advice, they're gonna give you that scheme, but the players and yourself, you're actually gonna go in and do that work and, and get yourself better. So yeah, being around other great players. Like I say, I think we had a statement in in our in our locker room uh, that Mac Brown, someone put up that um, excellence. Um, bre- I mean, uh, what was what was the statement he, he had put in there? Um, Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team. You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I forget, I forget the statement he made, man, but he, he was always, uh, competition breeds excellence. So, like, as long as you're around good people, good competition, you get better people than you, then somehow, some way, you're gonna you you gonna get good. Yeah, it's like the old uh, maxim: iron sharp, iron iron sharp, sharp iron. iron. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we all agree with that. Uh, some other things I wanted to get to with you. I've got Cedric Griffin, former Longhorn, seven-year NFL vet, uh, second-round draft pick, currently 
uh, overseeing and working with a track organization out of Lago yep. Vista that includes a couple of his kids. Uh, and very proudly so. He's very proud of them uh, when I talked to him off camera as well. Uh, Cedric, Texas is moving to the SEC. Mm -hmm. uh, you've, you have a unique position in that. You know that sort of thing and what it takes. I mean, we're no SEC apologists here. I mean, Texas has mm -hmm. been in the Big 12 and won a national championship, been a national power in the Big 12 and in the Southwest Conference for that matter, way back in the day. What do you think it's going to take for Texas to – to compete on a uh, regular basis with those guys. And, and do you think that Sark, uh, Steve Sarkeesian has them headed in the right direction in that, in that regard? Yeah. So, you know, SEC is, is power, is powerball. I mean, and, and honestly, just not the SEC, but football in general is powerball. Like you got to have some big nasties. And what I mean by big nasties, right. You got to have some bigs in the middle. Because everything's, I mean, honestly, I'm a DB, right? But I know where I know where it starts. It starts with a great offensive line, and it starts with a great pass rush, and and someone that can, and some and some and some teams that can stop the run. So we got to get uh, linemen that can honestly, you know, just be nasty and 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 not be apologetic about it. Just just you know, borderline dirty players because that's kind of what it. I mean, I, I mean, I'm being honest. That's what it takes in football. Like you have to be on the edge of like almost cheating. To get to get to get right, um, because they 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 provide that the, the running lanes, right? They they provide that that, that quarterback pressures uh, that makes it a lot easier for for the DBs. You know, the running lane makes it easier for the running back. So um, then everything makes it easier for the quarterback. So um, it's not the talent. We have the talent, but it's the mentality. So and that goes along with the coaches again, right? The coaches have to put in that mentality, and then the players have to receive that, and then they have to go after it. Uh, but we should fit in just fine, but like I say, it's it comes down to coaching the players' mentality. Like you have to send messages daily in those in those team meeting rooms, in the position meeting rooms. It has to be the the, the message and how how the coaches is delivering the message, so the kids can accept it. If they're not if they're not going to accept that message, then it's not going to work. I mean, all the talent in the world is not going to help. So um, I do believe that it's half coaching, half players. And the way the coaches deliver the messages is that's what it is. You have to find a way to get under the um, player's skin. I mean, I, I always revert, revert back to freaking Coach Keenan, man. That man made me cry one time in practice, I think my freshman or sophomore year. But him doing that made me understand that this is his job on the line. Like, he, he's dead serious about what he's doing. And he wants to make everyone else better because he knows that it's going to often make him better as well. So, um you can't go into like as a coach. I feel like you can't go in there trying to make everyone feel good. You got to go out there and bust their balls. You know, honestly, you got to go in there and bust their chops and and make them understand what's at stake here. Because foot, college football, I mean, it's now with NIL, it's a big deal. I mean, it's a big business, and it's always been a big business. So, don't go in and trying to sugarcoat anything. Don't go in there trying to make any friends. Go in there and get some. I mean, that's kind of what it is. That's it's like I say, it's a mentality, man. Because the players are there, man. McDonald, you know, you know, you know, Anthony Hill, like those, those are great players that's, that's coming into Texas right now. You know, CB4, like that, I mean, they got the talent coming in, man. So like the coaches need to start delivering messages that they're going to start, you know, inputting and kind of applying. They got to get that edge, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. really what you're talking about. Hey, uh, speaking with Cedric Griffin, uh, lifetime Longhorn national champion, 
I have one final question for you, uh, and it's something that we've debated uh, at Inside Texas and on Texas Football, Cedric. Um, and that is the importance of being a multi-sport athlete uh, mm-hmm. for young kids. Um, you mentioned your son's playing multiple sports. Uh, Jelani McDonald, who you talked about playing multiple sports. Uh, yep. You're a track coach now, essentially, right? Yes, sir. What do you see as the value of those other sports as it relates to development as a football player long term? Yep. One thing I say is this, and, and this is this my, my, my one-line statement is, they get different messages from different coaches and every coach has a different message. And when you have all those different messages co- combining and you turn it into a, a great football player, or a great basketball player, right? They have these different motivations coming from different areas. And it's an old adage, right? That, that's always saying, right? It takes a village to, to raise kids. It's the same thing about athletes and about, about developing football players. It takes more than one person, okay, to get that player on fire and to get that player working right. So, you can't just keep hearing the same message your, your 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 whole life or your whole development career. You got to hear from different from, from from different people, track coaches, baseball coaches, basketball coaches, football coaches, because we all have different messages, right? Because we love our sport, right? So every sport has a different attitude, a different mentality, and a different goal. So get around different people, get around different coaches, and listen to that culture and understand where they're coming from, and then you go to your main sport. And you apply all those little uh, messages, and you get it. And that's yeah. that's that that's that's my my thought on that for sure. Why athletes should be multi-sport um, athletes? It, it's interesting because I, one of the things with me, uh, the hurdles, for example, okay, mm. which your son does, Wade. Um, I always feel like that is a uh, a very uh, exacting sport. If that makes sense, it takes a lot of like, you know, if a guy is a good hurdler, you know, he's willing to put in extra time. Put in that word. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so that those guys, I think of Jamal Charles, I yeah. mean, he's basically a world class hurdler at some hmm. level. He could have been if he would have really mm-hmm. you know stuck at it. Um, and that sort of uh, attitude or mentality uh, allows you to become better a long long term it's like a long right. distance no. runner right. sometimes in some ways I, where they're just going to stick to it and run run you to death right <laughs> um does that help that that kind of uh work on on stuff with with uh hurdles and or you know if you're the basketball point guard for example i think is another one where you're always mm-hmm. the one with the ball so it's they're relying on you you know what i mean right. it, those it's, two things matter it's, it's meticulous, right? It's, it's, it's being detail-oriented, and that's what it comes down to. Like, you have to be disciplined about your food. You have to be disciplined about your sleep. And nowadays, right, you got to be disciplined about your screen time, not always being on the phone or watching TV because those things are called distractions. And you can't be distracted if you're going to be a high, um, efficient athlete. And that just is what it is. So being detail-oriented and, and being about the small things and knowing that you have to sacrifice things, that's what, that, that's what makes leaders that's that's what makes a, a great team overall is when you have people just buying in to the program. And if you can, like I say, be a multi-sport player, right, you have different different things that you have to buy into. And that's kind of like your, your mentality. That's your mindset going forward. I mean, those people who are detail oriented, those are your CEOs and like, right, those those are your, you know, your, your, your politicians, you know, if, if you will. Right. Because just they're, they're just so focused, hyper-focused on certain things that they just go all in about it. So no question, it, it, it correlates, man, for sure. Just being 
about the details and, and just kind of taking different sports and combining and combining into one. Cedric, you've been a, a pleasure. We really appreciate it. I know the Longhorn Nation appreciates you joining us uh, this morning as well. Uh, for Cedric Griffin, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode, a special one, of uh, On Texas Football. Hook them, Cedric. Hook them. <laughs>